0: My name. That's the Christian version. Y'all hear that part? I can't have this here. I have to put this here. Who's ready for more life? Ask your neighbor, you ready? God wants to speak. Ask him, you ready? God wants to speak to you. Tell, tell him like you mean it. Tell him, you ready? God wants to speak to you. Who's ready for the Word tonight? Come on, it's not me talking. God wants to speak to you tonight. Anybody have some expectation for what God wants to do in your life tonight? We're reading from the book of John, John 1010. If you have a Bible, pull it out. Um, Pull it out. If you don't have a Bible, there's a thing called the Bible app, all right? And um, you're going to download that. We have a a, a Bible behind me, (laughs) and uh, it shows up when it wants to. It goes away when it wants to. I don't complain right? Yeah, throw it. Awesome. Give it up for that guy over there. I'll drink that later when we're all up in the altar worshiping and stuff. At the end, I'm going to drink this. Who's ready for that part? Four people. John 10.10. You guys ready for this? Here we go. I'm ready for the message version. NIV, NLT. It's a little bit different. Jesus told this simple story. But they had no idea what he was talking about. He says this, I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, when you read these books, Jesus is like all over it. And I say that because if you ever want to know who Jesus is, the person we praise, The the man that came and died, you know the people you see, the person you see on TV and in movies. You want to know who that is? Read the book. Four different people, four different accounts, kind of talk about the same stories, but they're talking about what Jesus was for them. And Jesus is a a pretty bad man. He's, I mean, bad isn't a positive connotation. He's a good guy, but he's a bad man. You know what I mean? And um, we said it last week. Jesus cracked your history book in half. He cracked it in half. We organize everything that happened in human history around Jesus's arrival and death. He's real. He wants a relationship with you, and he's spitting fire in the Book of John. They're writing this down, he's spitting fire straight up. He goes straight to the point. I am the gate for the sheep. I'm so sorry, I missed an announcement. Anybody like podcasts? Anybody likes a podcast? We actually just started our youth podcast. This is the second sermon that's gonna be on there. So I just wanna give it a, a little welcome. Hello, everyone, listen to the podcast. We love you, we thank you. Keep listening. You guys gonna hear this later and be like, oh, that was for me. Search up OU in our way we do it and you'll find it. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Those sheep stealers. Some of y'all exes is a sheep stealer try to take you away from Jesus. Some of those jobs that you try to apply for that God cut off because that's a sheep stealer. They're trying to pull you away from the house of God. They're trying to pull you away from where God wants to take you. Some relationships. Some decisions. Those groups of people you know you shouldn't be with. Where you used to bring light to that group and now you're bringing darkness. All All these things are sheep stealers. They're taking God's sheep. Every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. Why? Because I am the gate, straight to the point. Let's keep reading. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life more and better life somebody say more life somebody say more life if you ever wondering why did Jesus come on earth why did Jesus come to earth 2,000 years ago why did he come here 2,000 years ago more life real life he's saying something I came to bring real life, meaning some people are living, but that's not really living. Some people are walking the face of the earth, going to work, feeding their children, having babies, having fun, but that's not real life. He's trying to clear it up. I came so they could have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Let's pray over these next couple of moments. Barry has to close your eyes. Jesus, we lift you up. God, I pray for everyone in the room tonight. If anyone feels like they're two centimeters away from you or 2,000 miles away from you, you meet us where we're at. And God, I pray for these next couple of moments that you do what only you can do. God, look at everyone in this room. Everyone, everyone, from the front to the back. God, look, at, look at our hearts. Deep down, we just really want to know you more. I pray for these next couple of moments, you breathe on us and everyone says, amen and amen. Somebody say amen. Check this out. My boy Dion's on the, not the drums. That looks really cool though. Shout out to everybody did lights. Dion's right there. I love you, D. Um, I'm with my boy Dion, and I wasn't planning on putting this in the sermon, but man, it, it fits so well. Uh, Wednesday night, um, we went to, you know, one of the most spots in Orlando, YX. I was there, Pastor, Pastor Johnson's in the house. Can you give us a bow? Come on, can you give us a bow? Fam, family, I love you, I support you, no matter what, you're my homie for life. Laker Nation, although I know your magics, but but Lakers in your blood. So I'm with Dion, and we're hanging out, we was at YX just chilling, and we actually just got out, and um, I, I forgot, we were just talking, and I was just like, I was like, yo, you copy. That's like slang, you know, I'm like, yo, copy that. And Dion's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What does that mean, copy? You know what I mean? He's like, and then he just, he just, he goes off and then he goes, copy. He goes, facts. What does that mean? You're saying that every couple minutes, and I'm just like, what does that mean? He's like, copy. Okay, facts. He's like, Jake. What does that mean? So, we sit in my car, no lie, for 15 minutes, and I'm literally there to say, bro, copy, you know, like, you need to roger that, you know, it's just like, copy, it's like, I, I feel you. So, when you say something cool, I'm like, yo, we're going to play ball, you know, because it's real cold, and we warm up, I'm like, yo, copy that, you know what I mean? like, like, roger that, that's cool. Some of y'all taking notes, it's all right, it's okay. So, I'm like, that's what copy means, bro, copy that, awesome, okay. Now, what's facts mean? I'm like, it's kind of the same thing, when you just agree with someone you say facts. It's like yo, we we're, we're get burgified. You're like facts. It's like yo, you like my, you like my outfit is fresh, right? And you're like facts. And we're going through all this lingo. The thing is, those words mean something to Dion, but they mean something completely different than what we mean it for. The words that he know, I know what copy means, but you're using it completely different. He's like, Jake, what is that? That's a name. Why is everyone named Jake? <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, Jake is, you know, really, it's just the way you say it, you know? It's like, hey, you know, how's it going? It's going good. It's like, hey, man, you know, I was on my way home. I like ran over a dog. It's like, you're a Jake. <laughs> like, come on, bro, you hit a dog. Like, you're a Jake. And then it's like, you, you when, I'm like preaching right now, I think, I'm praying. Um, there's another moment, right, where you're chilling with somebody and something happens and you're just disappointed. I'm like, yo, you're a chick. So I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, it's really how you say it. And he's like, but that's a name. I don't understand that. Has anybody ever been confused with some words, by the way, like ever? Like, what is, what? You know what I mean? Or like when your parents try to tell you their slang and it just doesn't work out, that's off the hook. What? Where's the hook, Dad? Where's the hook? I didn't bring a coat in here. What are you talking about? Nah, it's off the chain. What are you talking about? My bike is okay. The chain is is still working. Here's the thing. A lot of times, I don't know if you ever experienced that before. Someone can say one word, and it means completely different than what you think it means. And can we throw that verse back up? Here's the thing about the word life. Sometimes when Jesus says, I came to bring more life, we're taking that word life and we mean it to be something else. Sometimes we substitute the word life with survival. Sometimes we substitute the word life with existence. It's not the same. It's not the same. Waking up going to work, going out, hanging with your friends, making a paycheck, going shopping, graduating, that's existing and surviving. But without Jesus, that's not really life. Anybody believe that tonight? And, And what Jesus is saying, verse 10, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Hashtag If you're not where you think you should be, if your life is not exactly where you think it should be at by your age, if you ever have a dream for your life, understand your dream and your best days ahead of you, Jesus says, I have that for you, and that is what living is with me in you. And this is crazy because you know what God doesn't want for you? God doesn't want for you to just exist. He doesn't want you to just wake up. And then go out and then hit up people and just exist. God doesn't want that for you. And if you feel like you're just going through the motions of life, I want to let you know you're in the right house tonight. You know what else God doesn't want for you? Come on, throw it up. God doesn't want you to go through the motions. Ever feel like you're going through the motions in church? Ever feel like sometimes you... Hands up, hands down. Who who hug, hug leave. Hands up, hands down. Who worship, cry, cry leave. Hands up, hold down. And now the worship don't really hit you like it used to. And the message is still surface level, and it's not really breaking you in because maybe you're going through the motions of church and not looking who we're, who we're serving, who we're worshiping for. Sometimes we can go through the motions of church. We can go through the motions as a son, daughter, as a student, just going through the motions, doing so much stuff that in reality we could not do, and we'd be totally okay. Sometimes we go through the motions. God doesn't want want you to just go through the motions. The next one, throw it up. God doesn't want for you to just be comfortable where you're at. Comfortability is a killer. If you're ever comfortable where you're at, understand God wants to move you, make you uncomfortable, and take you further. Sometimes we get comfortable. You know what, what else God doesn't want for you? Throw it up. God doesn't want you to live hurt. Some of us live hurt. Live offended. Live broken. We walk in a room. We see those people, that person, we automatically go this way. God doesn't want you to live like that, y'all. That's not living. Let's do the next one up. You know what God doesn't want for you? To live addicted. And And I pray if you are going through any addiction in this room tonight, I don't care who you are, boy, girl, drugs, pornography, sex, I don't know what it is, but Jesus wants to break your addiction tonight. He wants to do it. And if you are addicted to anything, I don't know who I'm talking to. If you are addicted, if you are addicted to anything, God wants to break that. You don't have to live in addiction. I believe tomorrow you can put the pipe down. I believe tomorrow you can put the phone down. I believe tomorrow you can put it down. You don't have to live addicted with Jesus. God doesn't want that for you next God doesn't want you to live offended. God doesn't want you to be the person that everybody offends you. I forgot where I was I was at I was at a school the other day um, all day in school and um, the teacher made questions for everybody I don't know why I'm laughing the teacher made questions for everybody uh, for PE and um, and, and everybody kind of got the same test everyone. All six seven periods got the same test. This girl in one class she looks at the question, she says, Yo, mister, you write this question for me. He's like, What? What, what, is it, what does it say? What is what is What does it say? We read it. What does it say? And she's like, How do you avoid diabetes? That's the name, that's the question. Something something dumb like that. How do you avoid diabetes? It's not for me, because you know I got diabetes. It's not that it's like minimal, it's not crazy, you know. It's not like crazy diabetes, it's like the small but you made that question for me. He's like, girl, this question has been given to all hundreds of students today. I didn't write that for you, I got it from the textbook. Some of us live like that. Some of us live offended. We're just reaching to, to, to feel something like someone, like someone's against us, like we're the Listen, you're not the victim tonight. God doesn't want you to live that way. If you're living like that, that's not life. And my last one, God, God doesn't want you to, to live without forgiveness in your heart. God doesn't want you to live bitter. God doesn't want you to live with enemies in this world. God, you're going to have enemies, but, but God wants you to forgive your enemies. God wants you to forgive those people. And some of y'all in here like, heck no. I'm not going to do it. You don't know what they did to me. Forgive my dad? uh huh. He touched me. She hurt me. He did that to me. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to give them forgiveness because you don't know what they did to me. When I was small, I didn't even know what was right. I didn't even know what was wrong. No, I'm not going to forgive my dad. He divorced my mom. We're at different houses right now. No, I'm not going to forgive them. No, I'm not going to forgive that girl. She cheated on me. I gave her everything, and she threw it out of the window. I'm not going to forgive them. That might be your heart tonight. That may be the way you're living, but that's not living. The more people you hold forgiveness back, it's really that. You're holding on to them still. You're holding on to those people, and God wants you to set them free. Jonathan priest, on that a couple weeks ago, and a testimony, someone came up to me after the sermon, like, man, I know I'm supposed to forgive, I know I'm supposed to forgive, but I don't want to do it. And man, he forgave that person, and literally God put him exactly where he wanted to be at. Forgiveness might hold some things back in your life that God wants to bless. You're thinking, God, how can I go around it? God's like, I'm bringing you through it. God doesn't want you to live without forgiveness in your heart. All these things, they're not living, but they're actually a prison. And God doesn't want you to live that way. In fact, God doesn't want you to just be broken and just exist. But what does he want from you? Come on, he wants to maximize your life. He doesn't want you to just, just exist. He wants to maximize every single moment that when you wake up, that when you go out, that when you come home, God wants to maximize the moment. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving to church and have church in my car. I've been driving to work and had church in my car because God met me there. And he said, listen, the world is just driving places, but in the middle of you driving somewhere, I'm going to give you my presence right there where you're at. God doesn't want you to just exist. But God wants to maximize your life. Next point. God doesn't want you to just go through the moments, but what does he want? He wants to put value in every moment in your life. Next, God doesn't want you to just go through the motions. God doesn't want you to just be comfortable where you're at. But he wants to move you forward and grow. He wants to move you forward and grow. Some of us are afraid. We're afraid of change. We're afraid of new seasons, new houses, new moments, new schools. It's scary. Everybody like that. They just like the same thing. Come on, that's me. I love the same things. Listen, where you're comfortable at, God wants to take you out of it. Wherever you feel like, man, this is good. This is going good. God says, I'm calling you over there. Do you trust me enough that I can, every step you take, my hand's coming under you. It looks like you're running off a cliff sometimes in life with Jesus. But God, what he wants to do, go back. Not live hurt. Go back. What what does God want to do? God wants to give you value in every moment of your life. That every step you take in the unknown, he's holding you together. God doesn't want you to live hurt. You can throw it up. He want you to live hurt. He wants you to be healed. and He wants you to live in peace. That's what living sounds like. God doesn't want you to live addicted, but he wants you to live in freedom. God doesn't want you to live offended, but he wants you to be able to move on. God doesn't want you to live without forgiving, but he wants you to have a healthy heart of forgiveness. Listen, I don't know what comes to your mind when I say life, but you know what life looks like? It looks like Jesus. Come on, tell your neighbor, living looks like Jesus. That's three people. Come on, tell, everybody, tell your neighbor, living looks like Jesus. Come on, tell them. We're going to read. We're about to close out. I'm going to have the worship team come up. We're going to read okay, John one more time, but we're going to jump a couple chapters forward. John 14, verses 1 through 4. Again, this is Jesus just being straight up. Like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's, he's straight up. Nothing reserved. He's He's coming and he's establishing his kingdom, he's doing something crazy. And this is what it says. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Then trust me. You trust God, then trust me. I love this. There is plenty of room for you in my Father's home. I wanna take you to heaven. If that weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get your room ready for you? I'm on my way to get your room ready. Come on, I'll come back and get you so you can live where I live. And you already know the road that I'm taking. Come on, what's the reading? Thomas said this Thomas the Doubter. Thomas' nickname was Doubt. A-O-T-Doubt. Thomas says, that was a, a church joke. I'm glad we don't have church people in here. Thomas said, Master, we have no idea where you're going. How do you expect us to know the road? You're going to heaven. You're setting this kingdom up. How do you expect us to know the road? What does it say? Jesus says, I am the road. You want to get somewhere? I am the road. Walk on me. You want to move forward in life? I'm the car that gets you there. I'm the road. Also, I'm the truth. I love that. He comes out. He says, I'm not a way to heaven. I'm not an option. I am the truth. Because in a world that everyone's right about heaven, no one's right. Someone has to be right, and it's Jesus. And he says, I'm the road. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is saying, I am the life. If you want more life. You Essentially, you want more of me. If you feel like you're any of those things we talked about, Jesus wants to be a little bit more famous in your heart. Jesus wants to live a little bit bigger in your life. And this is the crazy thing. That some of us in here have accepted Jesus and some of us haven't. And I understand that. And that's going to change in a couple of minutes. But check this out. When you haven't been exposed to Jesus, when you've been exposed to something true, you want to spread it. You want to spread it. Has anybody ever been in a group, a group session at school? A group session? Raise your hand. Four or five people get together. We study. We answer questions. You know what's the best moment? I remember uh, two semesters ago, I went with my group, and um, I-, I went with the smart group. I'm smart, right? You go with the people that are smart. You know, you-, you do all the dirty work. They do all the thinking. I do all the writing. So we're in the circle, and um, we-, we had a couple questions. We have a couple questions, so we're going through it. And, and I, rem- I remember the teacher talking like, everyone loves the teacher that stops by and checks up on you if you're right or wrong, right? There's a teacher out there that just sits behind the desk and lets everyone fail. But this, this teacher, this professor, she passes by and she's like, she tells me, she goes, "Yo, Johnny, um, number four doesn't look so well. <laughs> number four is wrong." I'm like, "Okay, you know, so so what do you think it is? You know, we we it's multiple choice. There's four options. We got there's three out there, right? You're like, what well, do you know? What do you think it is? The first is you know D, C, or A. She's like, I think it's A, but, but discuss it with your team. I was like, okay." Thank you, Teach. I love you. She leaves, and the first thing I do, I smack the table. Boom. Everybody turns my voice, like, yo, come over here. Cause I got the truth. I got the answer. And what I want you to do is I want you to look at me and look. And, and it's eight, it's eight, it's eight. Here's the thing about the gospel. We have been given the truth. And if you've really re- received this truth and you understand it, you have no option but to be so hyped up about who Jesus is and what he wants to do and how much life he wants to bring that you got to go telling people, let me tell you about this Jesus dude. Are you addicted? Let me tell you about Jesus. He wants to heal you. Are you offended? Let me tell you about Jesus. He wants to fix you up. Are you hurt? Woo! Let me tell you about Jesus forgive nobody, let me tell you about Jesus. You got trust this, juice. I'm not going to tell you about Drake. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. He is the light. He's the light. Anybody believe that tonight? Matthew 5, 16. Part the worship team. Awesome. <laughs> Matthew five sixteen. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Church, I'm talking to you. Here's another way to put it. We are here in 420 South Thacker Avenue to bring light to this world. That's why you're here tonight. That's why you're here. Simply put, you're here to be a light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. It's public, as a city on a hill. You know why our church is growing. You know why people are coming to church? Because I believe we're sitting on a hill, and it's not the, that are getting all the highlights and all the fame. It's not the preachers, not the worship team. It's Jesus and Him breathing on all those things. Something amazing can happen. You're sitting on a hill, says the Bible. You are lifted up for everyone to be seen. That's your job. That's your duty. God's not a secret to be kept. We're gonna go public. I love this. If I make you light bearers. You don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm going to put you on a light stand. And now that i put you on there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives, a.k.a. inclusive. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God this generous Father in heaven. Do me a favor. I want you to pull your cell phone out. I want you to give me a flashlight. Can we go blackout all over the house, all over the stage? Can we just go blackout? I want everyone to put the light on. Come on, raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. Do me a favor. Put your light on. Put it on your lap. On your lap. I don't want to see it. On your lap. Sometimes this is what it feels like in school. You're the only light. God, I love you so much. I worship you. I praise you. I believe in you, God. But man, no one else loves Jesus. Nobody else has this Jesus, God. No one else believes problem is sometimes you feel like you are a light candle in the middle of an alleyway sometimes we feel like the only light on in our family i'm going to church mom why are you going to church why yo i'm going to church let me tell you about this thing going on on friday nights no i'm gonna go party i'm gonna go turn up i'm gonna get lit listen that's great but that's not living listen that's great but you're still hurt after the alcohol settles listen the issues are still there you can't escape it but let me tell you about this Jesus dude let me tell you about this Jesus dude check this out there's like 200 people in here it's safe to say it's like 200 people in here right but man it's not enough for me to just be lit by myself so what am I gonna I'm gonna go to somebody and I'm gonna be like yo Yo, bruh, don't put it up yet. Yo, bruh. And this is the scariest part. Because I'm lit and he's not. And I don't walk around talking about, like, look, I'm lit. Do you want Jesus to come to heaven? If not, screw you. No, 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 no. Truth with love. Truth with love. We're not going to be the type of people that raise up a sign on the highway talking about, without Jesus, you're going to hell. I'm going to go to Pulse nightclub with a sign that says free hugs. I'm going to go downtown Orlando to the clubs and say, I love you. Let me tell you about this Jesus, dude. So many churches were afraid. Oh, my God. Gay people got killed. What are we going to do? Are we still going to love them? What? This is your moment to shine your light. This is your moment. Listen, I know you don't believe what I believe. I know you don't believe in God. But listen, let me tell you about Jesus. He meets you where you're and he loves you. And now that light is on. And now I'm going somewhere else. I'm going somewhere else. And I'm talking to somebody. And I'm like, yo, yo, Charlie. How you doing? Right? Can you hold up your flashlight? Can you hold it up? She's on Snapchat. It's all good. Hold it up. Listen, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I don't know what you're going through. God wants to do this in your life. Okay. Okay. This is is awesome. This is awesome. There's three lights in here three lights but there's always a part in our life where we're in between the good and we're still kind of dark we're in between all the awesomeness I'm talking to the leaders in the room that you've been inviting people to have life but you still feel dead that you've been talking about this life but you're not actually living in life And what happens is, Amari, tell the person to put your light on. Hey, homegirl, tell your person to put your light on. You see life going on everywhere around you. Come on, tell your person next to you to put your light on and raise it up. You see life going on all around you. And you're like, what is going on? God, who are you? I want to remind you tonight that God, God is more than a moment, y'all. God wants to take your family and light it up. God wants to take your school and light it up. God wants to take the people you hurt. God wants to take the people you can't forgive. God wants to take those people. He wants to bring them here, and He wants to turn the lights on. I don't know about you, stand up on your feet tonight. enough to just exist it is not enough to just survive but man god wants to bring light in your world god wants to bring light to your friends god wants to bring light to your family in these next couple of weeks we're gonna stay in this room and i believe this whole room one day will be filled with young people that aren't perfect that are hurting but come on they're looking for the light someone is looking for the light you know what they're looking for they're looking for you when people are looking for light you know what they're really looking for they're waiting for you to open up your mouth and the crazy thing is that we get anxious and we worry God am I going to say the right words that's pride right there that's pride it's not of God God when I look stupid God says I don't care how you look you want to see the selfie I took on the cross I look stupid but it's worth it it's worth it. You're going to sound stupid. Yo, come to church. Come to church. You go to church? Yeah, I go to church. Let's come. go. Anxiety comes up in preaching the gospel because you have pride in your heart. To break anxiety, you in your life. God wants to spread his light all over your family. And before we get to worship, there are some people in here, friends and family, who are saying, I'm ready to turn my light on. Every head by every eye closed. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name. Every head by every eye closed. No one's looking around. Nobody's judging you. It's just you and God. It's just you and God. We're all here as a family tonight. We're all here. Come on, grab the hand of the person next to you. We're a family tonight. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. We are family tonight. No judgment. If you're in this room tonight and you're Jesus, I want you to light my life up. Jesus, I want you to turn my light on. I've been coming to a place of freedom, but I'm still in bondage. I've been coming to a place of hope, but I'm in a dark valley. God, can you bring light into my life? If that's you and you want Jesus, come on, let go of that hand next to you. Everyone, let go. Let go of that hand, everybody. If that's you in the room tonight and you want Jesus, nobody's looking around. It's just you and God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, if you're in the room tonight and you say, man, I want, I want, I want, I want God to light my light up. Shoot your hand up on the count of three. No one's judging you. Every head bow, every eye closed. If you're here tonight and you're saying, "God, can you light me up?" On the count of three, shoot your hand up. One, He loves you. Two, do not miss your moment. Salvation happens right now. Three, shoot your hand up. You want Jesus? Shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. All over this room, hands are going up. All over this room, hands are going up. Put your hand down. What is it we're gonna do? We're gonna pray as a family for all those people who raise their hands. The devil is alive. We're gonna pray for all those people. And then we're gonna to come to the altar tonight. And we're gonna meet Jesus right here. And some of us have had a light on, but it's been a little bit a little bit dormant. Some of us have been having a light on, but we feel like we're the only person with a light on. And God wants to do something amazing. So for those who raise your hands, can you make this prayer with me? Everybody make this prayer together. Come on, say Jesus. Come on, if that was you that raised your hand and everyone else, let's help them out. Come on, say Jesus. Come on, what a beautiful name. Say Jesus. You are Lord over my life. God, tonight, will you forgive my sins? I believe you forgive my sins tonight. God, I know my best is yet to come. Come on, say it. God, I thank you for who you are. And I pray, God, that I may be in your hands for the rest of my life. Can you make some noise for all the salvation that went on just now? Come on. One more call we want to make tonight. And if you want to meet me at the altar right now, feel free. Come on, feel free, feel free. Get up out of your seat and run to this altar. If you want just a little bit more light, come on, if that was you tonight and you want some some worship, you want a little bit of extra, you need a little bit of a moment, come on, those of y'all that are running up here, God meets you where you're at, come on, come on, make your way, 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 make your way. Make your way. We're going to worship. We're going to worship in a minute. Come on, make your way. There's so much at the altar. You know what's crazy about the altar? The altar is a place of sacrifice. Back in the day, you know, they didn't give money to God, they gave animals. And animals and and, and property governed how much wealth you had in your life. So what they did was they take an animal and say, God, here's my animal, and slash that sucker at the altar. And they break it, and they slash it, and they say, God, this means so much to me. But it's so much better in your hands, I'm giving it up. We are at the altar tonight, what are you giving up? We're at the altar tonight, what are you giving up? It's not about me, it's not about that dude, he looks cool. It's not about any of these people. It's about you and God and what are you giving up tonight? Come on, every head bow We head close. I want you to start worshiping. I want you to open up your mouth. Come on, everybody in the room, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Wants to give you a moment right where you are at tonight. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done. Come on, if you're hurt, God wants to do something. With every head, Bobby, I close. I want you to lift your hand if you want a little bit more light in your life. Lift your hand. 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 Can you join hands with somebody that lifted their hands up? Can you? Can you pray with them? Come on, can you gather with them? Can you gather with them? Let's sing. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. Come on. Start praying with that person. Come on. The Bible says we're two or more are gathered. I am there. He is here tonight. Who he wants to give you a moment? Let's worship. Let's worship. What a beautiful